welcome back. This is Fantastic Paints and how we hide them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. And we're here together with um, lots of friends. Yeah, we have many guests. Many guests. <laughs> many. <laughs> They're small? They're small, small guests. No, many guests. We have returning guest Randy. Yes. Hi. And special new guest Yeti. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to go by Yeti or should we use your real name? It's up to you. Um, I feel like we're just too deep in the whole Yeti aspect of it. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Discord knows you as Yeti They do, too, so exactly. They're yeah. going to be so excited with this episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. But we're all here together for more fun times and shenanigans. shenanigans. Um, we have a really interesting episode coming up, so hang out. And if this is your very first time... Welcome to our podcast slash YouTube channel about life with chronic and invisible conditions. Um, and that sometimes includes invisible experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to get into today with a little aspect of some trauma and socialization. <laughs> our, our go-to trauma. Trauma. <laughs> you know, I don't have a personality. I have trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Where can they find us? Oh, you can find us on YouTube if you want to watch and listen. Yes. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon, and Audible if you want to just listen. And also, you can go to our Patreon and join up, and you will get full episodes yes. and shorts and all sorts of wonderful things. Yes. It's brand new. It We're is. launching it as of today. We just pressed the button like an hour ago. It's very exciting. Um, so yeah, hang out, see what you can see. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy from here. Um, but first, it is time for the weekly recap. Check in. Check in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had a week. I'll go first. Mine's easy. Go for it. I had a week. <laughs> that that was it. I had a week. It's like everyone else. Time passed. It occurred. I spent the week doing uh, movies. With my with my daughter, yes, just belligerent movie watcher now. Mm-hmm. She's been watching horror films with me and tearing them apart and being just insane, and she loves it. Bad horror films. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like Forty Seven Meters Down, Uncaged, which had blind sharks in it. Blind sharks. Yeah, they were great. in a Mayan ruin under the water. Oh, exploring, and there were blind sharks everywhere. <laughs> it was great. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hate it. Oh, absolutely. That's it was wonderful. The draw of we saw the thing. Of... We have to watch the original the one next because she's really wanting to see it. We just can't I like find the it. Thing. That one was fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then scream and so on. So yeah, we've been doing lots of movie watching and spending time with the kids, like I do. Mm-hmm. Dude, there are so many new movies coming out this year, it's insane. Oh my god, I know. I always keep waiting for like a really good horror. I'm like, give me Horror. I think they're coming out with like the nun part two this year, I believe. Yeah. Oh. Something like that. That should be pretty good. Yeah. But no, nah, this year, a great year for movies, 100%. Good. I'll, Heck be, yeah. I'll be watching out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I guess I could go next. My week was a, a week. It was a very long week. It had like four Fridays in a row. Dang. It was, <laughs> it was a very long week. <laughs> I hate that. It was just like one thing after another, after another, after another. It yeah. wasn't like super dramatic or anything, but it was um, it was just long. It was really, really long. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have horrible, awful face pain that I don't know what that's all about, but I hate <laughs> it. Um, 
I keep like going back and forth between it's a tooth or it's like oh, yeah. Yeah. muscular or just nerve pain. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like from the top of my um, cheekbone all the way down through the bottom of my jaw to my chin. Yep. And then across the top of my face. So it's annoying. My top jaw. Very. The top of my face. I'm feeling it too. I know. I gave him sympathetic nerve pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She I did. I almost called it nerf pain because we've been nerf. nerfed. Uh, gotcha. well, well done. I need a nerf. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean and true. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Getty, Randy. Oh man, I did not come prepared for this. How was your week? It was a week. Yeah. Yeah. Your children did a prank. Oh, that they did. They, you got uh, pranked? I got did. Pranked I got pranked. So last year, what did they do? So last year, they sticky noted my truck. Yeah. The whole truck. The whole truck. And it was amazing. Yeah. This year, they they respected that I have a new car that probably did not need to be tie-dyed through sticky notes. Yeah. Um, and decided to sticky note my entire room. Yep. Wow. They like e- wallpaper. Yeah. They even took posters off of the wall to sticky note underneath them. <laughs> they sticky noted all of my Damn. computers. They sticky noted the desks. It was, they said it was something like Holy 30 shit. boxes of sticky notes. Oh my God. <laughs> that reminds me of the episode of The Office where he like wraps the whole oh. office. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely the event of the week. Yeah. Dang. Your pranks for the win. Yep. That's impressive. That's, I think that takes dedication. Right? And Honestly, adoration. Mm-hmm. So, quick little story. I've actually pulled a prank on one of my teachers before. And so, what me and a couple of my friends did, we went into school really early mm-hmm. and we bought like, I believe it was like eight tarps, right? And we, oh my God. And now thinking about it, we're such douchebags for this, bro. Honestly, <laughs> like, we're so mean. So, we took the tarps and we hung them with a rope above the classroom, right? So we like attached all the tarps together mm-hmm. and we filled the in- all like all the tarps to make like this little holding place. And we filled it all with Orbeez, right? Oh Orbeez and water. Oh my God. You. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> and then, so it was about like maybe. I want to say like 10,000 Orbeez just uh, hanging oh above a classroom. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. Um, geometry class was canceled for that day. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Perfect. It's got to be Orbeez. Orbeez will go too. <laughs> right? <laughs> so good. How was your week, Yeti? Um, honestly, it was pretty simple. I mean... Um, I didn't really do anything too exciting. I mean, I mean, oh, that's not true. Um, took a final exam, passed it with a 96 for algebra. Nice. Um, but yeah, most, mostly just working every single day. And then after I get off of work, I do a bunch of schoolwork. And then after schoolwork, I take a shower and go to bed because it's normally (laughs) 10 o'clock by then. Yeah. So yeah, that was my, and then, oh, 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 wait, wait. I also went to the gym. Good nice. job. Yeah. So Leave that was uh, that was my week for the most part. Nice. Well, good, good. Is everybody settled? Yeah. 
Okay, so I want to kind of backstory this. We were talking to Yeti this morning in our live, <clears throat> um, and it was perfect because what did you say, Yeti? You were like, um, you should tell me what the topic is ahead of time yeah. so I know what it is. And I'm like, oh, ready? yeah. So that I can I was... do one. And we were yeah. like, we don't usually know. Usually we just are like having a conversation. We're like, ooh, I like this. And yeah. we do it. And then lo and behold, later on in the conversation, yep. Um, Yeti brought us this amazing topic. Well, we just started agreed, having the conversation. Yeah, and then agreed to stay so we could do the episode. And then the stars aligned, and my husband was bored. And so now he's <laughs> here to hang out with us. We'll take it. Yeah. That's a W for us. Right? Haha, ha, your boredom. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm going to let, I don't know, who, who wants to kind of sum this one up? Yeti? I mean, it's your baby. Okay. So when we were talking about the live, when we were talking in the live, sorry, um, we were talking about different topics to go over and the gears in my head, you know, started turning as any rational person would. Um, so, and I was thinking like, you know, how, like if you've grown up around like a family who doesn't really necessarily share the same mm, What's the word I'm looking like mental and physical deficiencies that you do? Yeah. And if you do, if you do reach out to them and you get denied of that interaction or that help, or if you don't reach out to them, how does that then later affect your mental like manifestation over time? And how did that affect the way that your life turned out today? Right. Was the topic that I had brought up in discussion. Mm -hmm. And we have many different views and opinions and like different experiences obviously on it like for example um yesterday found out i had adhd so yippee for me um you know you know self self-determined yeah yeah you know, not my girlfriend telling me to calm down 30 times no big deal um or yelling at 60 employees all at once you know no big deal so yeah no there's my there's my uh opinion on it my point of view and then there's Chris's, and then there's Karina's. I believe I'm pronouncing your name right correctly. Yes. Karina. Karina. Okay. Karina. Yeah, um, so yeah, we got many different points of views on it, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. So yeah. Heck yeah. Yes. So talking about kind of um, how upbringing impacts your life later on, this is something that's like Randy and I are very passionate about because we see it a lot in our students because both of us work serious emotional disabilities um and those are our favorite ones to work with as far as i'm concerned i don't oh, know yeah. um they're the they're the best kids oh my god but we wind up with these like serious emotional disabilities um and it's hard to pinpoint but usually there's a lot of pre experience yeah that culminates in that disability like yeti you were talking about <clears throat> what was it uh Oh, winding up with like anger issues yeah. later in life. So yes. having those formative lessons taught in which you realize you can't um, expect to have help from other people or help or validation or like we protect ourselves when we're not reaching out. But usually it comes from that like there's a formative lesson that teaches that you can't expect real help. You will be um, invalidated. And you will be told to suck it up and move on. Yep. Which is not what any of us want. That's devastating to our like emotional well-being. 
And so we protect ourselves from it. Um, oh my God. There's so many threads. I'm like trying so hard to stay on one track and I've lost it now. Yeah, no, I am doing the same thing. I really don't know where to attack this angle from because oh, there's so many different I, angles to attack yeah, it from. I remember. So you were saying that like that leads to anger issues later in life. And that's really what we see with our serious emotional disability kids. So sometimes we see like severe anxiety, but usually what we're seeing is like these major angry outbursts that sometimes start as early as like elementary school. <laughs> but anger is the greatest smokescreen, I think. Mm -hmm. It is the most often used and the most often like it's our wall to deter other people, right? Yeah. We're building this safe place through the enforcement of our like personal yeah. space. And well, like and you said, it's, space. it's a safe emotion. Yeah. Because, you know, you can be, as a man especially, you can be angry. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you're being a dude. That's right. what's expected. Just be angry. Right. Because other emotions aren't safe. Right. They will be invalidated. So they kind of twist and come out like, deformed as anger mm -hmm. um but i'll let randy talk on this a little bit because i know you see you see many more kids than i see so i have a group <laughs> but it's a lot smaller than like your caseload or your typical high school setting yeah and i mean I, i'm far from a typical high school setting myself i mean we've only got 285 kids mm -hmm. and 34 of them are mine so wow um, it's it's a big crew but um now, a lot of the uh, a lot of the anger that I see, I, I think, is it it's kind of a smokescreen, like you were saying, it's mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not the real emotion. It's the safe emotion. Mm -hmm. They they know what to expect out of a re reaction to anger. They know that that's it, that that's it almost it, gives them power. Yeah, or an it, illusion of power. Well, it it is power. It's power to. Yeah to understand the reaction mm -hmm. they, they know what reaction they're going to get when they present angry mm -hmm. but they're they're so well trained in that that they don't know the reaction that they'll get is it is it a safe reaction if they were to display like th this is actually anxiety mm -hmm. or something along or those sadness lines. or yeah. disappointment mm -hmm. or yeah I'd, I'd like to touch on that just a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, like like yeah, what you guys are saying, it's so it's kind of kind of like the only we're like the only reaction that we think we're gonna get a response from that we know we're gonna get a response from. So like it's for example, if like let's just use let's just use the Roman and the Greeks, for example. Um, like if, if Greece uh didn't have walls around their country, you know, the the Romans would just think, oh, we can invade, right? But it's like, oh, we line up, we built these huge walls around the city and then line up archers and cat and uh, catapults around the top and have thousands of guards at the bottom that as like an act of like of like um, intimidation or fear. Yeah, um, it, you get a re you get a reaction as, as if that as if the two leaders of Greece and Rome were to sit down and have a conversation, then they'd be like, oh, no, why are we talking about this? Let's just fight like men. Right. Like, let's just pull let's pull out our swords and draw blood. It'd be like, it's just like, okay, yeah, no, nobody's going to listen to me when I'm trying to have a rational conversation with you. And so I'm going to make you be afraid of me or I'm going to piss you off, mm -hmm. like in a, in a sense. And that's like the only, like, 
the only way we see to get a response from somebody or to handle something because yeah. we're told like, oh, you're a man. Like, you're not allowed to be upset or have an opinion on something. Just, you know, suck it up and move on. Right. Like, or suck it up, move on, punch it out, wrestle, do what you got to do, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's just yeah. mm-hmm. how, we're told, it. that's how we're told to be. I call those kids, like, puffer fish oh, yeah. or little porcupines. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because porcupines really want you to pet them. But God dang it, are they prickly and sharp and puffer fish? You're like, okay, you are squishy and soft on the inside, but got some spikies in there, buddy. But they they do like it's it's a defense mechanism more than anything else. Um, And like you were saying, the predictability is huge because like they don't know vulnerability is so unsafe yeah well and it, it's interesting to see like when we get kids coming to us from other schools like they've they, they have 12 plus years of and knowing exactly how people are going to react mm-hmm. when they display anger and then when you don't give them that expected response they, they they're completely down. lost they're panicked yeah because it's yeah because again it's that like there's an aspect of power because mm-hmm. they know they can make you be afraid and that gives them the higher ground right but then when you don't respond with the appropriate or like the like this is the scripted response they don't know what to do right <laughs> and that makes them feel vulnerable in turn yeah but i don't know it's really it's an interesting thing to see because we're seeing i don't know almost more by far more like complex cases, I think. Well, I, at least since the pandemic, I'd have yeah. to say that we're we're seeing more and more of that, and I, I think a lot of that comes just down to the isolation. Mm-hmm. They they they've been in echo chambers. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a big one, I think, mm-hmm. especially if we're talking about like the socialization socialization of boys and men. I have a whole group within my own building who think Andrew Tate is. Uh-oh. Andrew Tate is like <laughs> the boss and you're like oh oh no yeah um and her grandfather said something really interesting today if, we... if, if it's that he's really an Andrew Tate I'm gonna be really surprised no <laughs> <laughs> no he said that like older men are not mentoring younger men anymore. yes yeah and I think that that is absolutely true I mean, not to say that men were handling their emotions <laughs> appropriately before, um, but there was definitely more homogeny, I think. Yeah, there was a structure. Yeah. Not a healthy one, but there was no. structure. <laughs> well, but now, even, even mentoring is a, a vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. It, men are socialized to, to be the strong, stoic men, and mm-hmm. that you, you don't you can't show that vulnerability in mentoring somebody and still be that strong stoic man. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a complex thing. Like there's so many different facets and like we all said, like there's so many different roads we could take oh, totally. with this discussion. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm struggling to find, cause the educator in me wants to talk about our youth now but then there's this whole other conversation about um, the wounds that it has left on our current generations, because I think there's a lot to be said there as well. 
and like discovering your wounds is really the big Mm. one because you were saying you didn't really buckle down and go oh i have stuff to deal with until until 30 yeah yeah and it showed like the way i approached life before was very just underlying anger it's Mm -hmm. like what we said at the beginning when we were talking about the podcast At the beginning of the podcast we were angrier people than we are now yeah and you can kind of feel that when you're watching it like there's just a vibe Mm -hmm. to it but that's that's what it was like for my in my 20s because there were eight years of serious pain and being told that i'm perfectly fine and it's in my head right and then a few years of wow no one got it right (laughs) and now i'm mad about (laughs) it now i'm mad about it all of you are failures right well and trying to maintain like the facade of being fine yeah and because you were expected to be fine exactly like that's the role that you were supposed to play Mm -hmm. yeah no i'm it's just (laughs) <laughs> now like i like i said in the when we were doing like the meet talking about meeting our younger selves yeah he was just not fun I, was, i'm surprised anyone survived being my friend during that depressed. age yeah. yeah yeah no it was bad mm-hmm. but then and having kids like ushered me into a new era <laughs> yeah no go ahead yeti yeah i was just gonna say like because we had talked about this a little on the live um you had at a certain point in your life growing up there at your family reached out for that guidance, right? Like mm-hmm. you had reached out and tried to find that assistance for like what you were going through. And then you were denied of that assistance. Yep. With me, with me, I guess it would like for like to touch again on like the whole, you know, masculinity thing with me, it was like, you know, I grew up with four sisters and I was only guy. So it's like, okay, you're the man of the house. You got to do this. You got to do that. You mm. got to be strong. You got to be, you got to be fierce. Mm. You got to know problems to solutions. You got to know, you got to like protect your, protect your sisters. If they're being like messed with or mm-hmm. you know, like you got to, when you walk into a room, you got to demand like, like you got to demand that attention and that like, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. that respect. You yeah. Command it. of the room. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with me, like over like, when I was in uh, middle school, like six, like fifth to sixth grade, probably like one of my worst couple of years, I was bullied. And, you know, I really didn't like reach out to anybody about it. And um, like, I just kind of kept it to myself because, you know, I'm surrounded by women, you know, and like in my head, I'm like, oh, they're men. They don't know what I'm going through or they don't want to talk about it or I'm not going to, I'm not going to get the help that I need or mm-hmm. they're not going to yeah. care. You know, they're going to tell me, oh, just suck it up, be a man, get through it, get past right. it, do you think? So it's just an interesting idea to think about, like, because now I, I would say I'm a much happier person and like not as angry and like not as impatient as I was. I'm just interested in finding the turning point and how me not reaching out affected me to turn me into a happy joy care person. Whereas Chris was like, I would say, honestly, was the rational thing to do is reach out to somebody and try to find some help. And how we turned out like so different, like how he turned out more closed off after he reached for that help. Oh, totally. Yeah. How I turned out more open and like, you know, carefree type of vibe. Mm-hmm. If That's I, so by, interesting. By, keep, by keeping it to myself. Be, yeah. And like, you would think like, so for example, like, for example, if you're struggling on a math problem or you don't know how to do your homework, what do you ask for? You ask for a tutor or you ask for somebody to help you with your homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the people who's like, no, I can figure this out. I'm not dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I can figure this out by myself that are, like, so, like, hard-headed and stubborn. 
But then, like, you get the people who have a crappy tutor, and then they get more confused than they were informed. Mm -hmm. And then you have the people who end up being confused and not helped at all, or they end up figuring out themselves. Yeah. Which is an interesting, interesting way to think about, like, like, first, like, again, Chris reached out for that help didn't receive it i didn't reach out for the help because i didn't think i was going to get it Mm -hmm. and i turned out carefree open extrovert like super loud super obnoxious (laughs) adhd and like chris turned out to be like a little like a little closed off and like you know more like like more to himself Mm -hmm. when he reached for that help so you know what you're okay so what you're talking about is like the risk-taking factor yeah yes so Uh, yeah like you risked your vulnerability mm-hmm. in asking for help and yeah. had it dashed, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And then Yeti, you never risked it. Like you assessed that risk and went, nah. And so you never had that like invalidation mm-hmm. wound. Yes. So it's so interesting. Well, and mine's, mine's like, not well, just like rejection mm-hmm, on a mm-hmm. small scale. Right. It, it was like your crazy was, gaslighting Well, insanity. it was the medical aspect, but then there was the school trauma, like that thing that happened in middle school. Yeah. The first response I got to that was, don't make jokes. It's not funny. <laughs> and then I had an hour of just, I couldn't say anything because no one would believe me at home. Right. Like, they're like, well, no, you're, you're just making it up. So that kind of... That was a huge blow to me ever right. talking about it. Well, and I think you and I have very similar wounds in being invalidated. Yeah. And it, at least for me, has like the wound carries over into me not trusting myself, even though 90% of the time I'm right. I know the answer. I've got it right. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, like I'm on it, but I don't trust that I know it. And so either I don't take a risk that I should, right. or I waste time having to double check and second guess myself continually. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that that wound kind of cuts yeah. later in life as well. I mean, there's tons of other ways, but if, at least for me, like the second guessing is insane. Oh, totally. Because you're like, I don't know if I can trust my own sense of reality. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely Am I totally had... like making up everything that I've been through in my entire life? Yeah, because our realities were shaped mm-hmm. for us. By narrative and not yeah. by fact. On the daily. Yeah. And, and we, then reshaped. We had to go learn what our day was. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we would wake up and go find like, oh, out what's what... the story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that actually makes sense of what I've been thinking as to like the way I approach life. Mm-hmm. Is like I need to be able to understand the story. <laughs> Yeah. I need to be able to know like what the linear plot is here beyond all those like dumb details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also think that I also think that when it comes to men in society, mm-hmm. we're just told like it's not like, oh, what is the story? It's like you go and make the story. Right. You go you go and command the story. You go and tell what the story is going to be. Not whether, oh, you're just a character in the story trying to figure things out. No, you have to know. And that's where you're forced into, like, the solution mindset of, like, oh, like, things can't be solved by consoling somebody. You have to find a pro- like a solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's like, like, if Chris was upset, maybe he just needs a hug. No, you need to get your shit together and, like, fix this and fix that or fix this and fix that or, like, yeah. or, like. Yeah. 
if like if Randy didn't like felt like bad for one of his students, I'd be like, oh, Randy, stop crying. It's just a student that you know about, you know, stop being a little like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's yeah. it's like it's like that. And instead of like, you know, what, Randy, I understand. I'm sorry that you're going through that, man. You know, it's tough. Give him right. a hug, you know, talk about it. No, it's like, oh, here's a solution for this problem. Now stop talking about it. And that's like one thing that I struggle with. I know me personally is because there's this brick wall in my brain. It's like there's two buckets and there's a brick wall separating the two Mm -hmm. where there's rationalization and emotion. Oh, right. And I constantly am dipping my hand in that solution bucket whenever I come to a problem or when I'm coming to a dispute with somebody, because when you're in a dispute with somebody, my, my brain goes to debate, debate, debate. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. When in most cases, it's really not that it's more so, you know, let's talk about this problem together. Let's look at each other's sides. Let's talk about how we both feel about the situation when it's like, no, Chris has a solution and I have a solution. I think my solution is more right than Chris's <laughs> yeah. solution. Right. And it's like, it's like, and then that, and then that within that problem, it just transpires into me and Chris yelling at each other for hours and then turning into a fist fight rather than, you know what, Chris, I see your point of view. You're right. I understand. I'm sorry I upset you about that. You know, that's a good way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. No, no, Chris, no, Chris, you're dumb. Your solution is wrong. And it, I think that like with men, especially, we're just forced into this um, idea ideology of like, you have to know the solution to every problem instead of you can just be in the problem and then move on from it. There's also a really interesting like binary there where it's like things are right or they're wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a exactly. right way to do things. There's a wrong way to do things. There's like, d- do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and even, yeah, no, I know like, what you're saying. Even going into like the problem solving, like not every problem has a clear concrete it's, solution. Yes. And yes. It turns into either a problem can be solved or a problem can be ignored. there can't be a problem without a solution absolutely that makes absolute sense because that's that's where you get that beach ball thing of men packing things away where you're like can't find a solution stresses me out don't like the emotions put it away yeah and then you do that again and again and again and again until Until you're bursting with what you can only translate to anger well, when you have the, that you don't many know <laughs> complex emotions, that's yeah. that. W- what other emotion is going to it, it, it is going to be able to be released? That's mm-hmm. that's right. the only way of synthesizing all of the more complex emotions underneath that surface. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like another thing that I found that I think that is uh, interesting while uh, being in a relationship for a very long time that I've come to the realization of is like. When touching on the woman aspect from, you know, my experience, um, when when you talk to a woman about an issue that she's having, a lot of the times she, I've come to notice that, like, they don't really want you to throw solutions at them. They just want you to be there with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they just want you to, you know, give, like, be that shoulder to lay on or like a hug. You know, it's not like, oh, you know what, babe, you're crying. Okay. Here's how you fix this. Here's how you fix that. It's more like when you do that, it's more like a drill sergeant type of um, what's the char- characterization of yourself rather than, oh, he's there for me. He's going to be nice to me because yeah. she can talk about her emotions and you can 
find solutions to that problem, but she doesn't want your solutions. She just wants you to be there. Yeah. Like she just wants you to talk to her, give her a hug, tell her everything's going to be okay. Rather than saying, Oh, here, fix this, fix that, fix this, fix that. And it, it like, we have like almost like that drill sergeant mentality to where every problem that we see, it's like, okay, how do I fix this? Like, well, like, do it like, do I need a three by four? I need a hammer and nail, <laughs> fix this problem. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's well, just and like, think... you can't always go about everything like that. That well, must build like some kind of resentment too at the end of it all. Right. Like if you, if you perceive that your partner is only bringing you problems to solve, I can't imagine that that wouldn't lead to some kind of resentment there. But I was thinking about this and the only picture in my head is like, so men are like, is there a solution? No, put it away. Whereas women are like, I'm, I know there might be a solution. Maybe not even right now. There's no solution to be found, but I'm still feeling a thing about the thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing that I've had to learn is sometimes validation is a solution yes yeah oh yeah it especially with my kids when they're coming to me with these big complex problems like there there's very rarely a solution and for my male solution-based brain i've had to come to realize that validation is a solution it that that's what they're seeking they're not seeking an actual solution because there isn't one they just need to know that how they're feeling is okay okay yeah yeah, you know, that's a really I'm glad you actually said that, Randy, because like it opened your opens people's minds to think like, you know, maybe there's just nothing you can do about it. Like there's just like there's just certain points in time where there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can do. Yeah. And there's... it's okay. It's okay to feel upset or angry or sad about that. Sometimes things but... just suck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exa- okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's um this is one of the things that like I have taught kids throughout the years is like your feelings just want to be witnessed Mm -hmm. and empathy is being able to witness the feelings of someone else with them. Right. So offering that empathy is offering that space to be witnessed, which is really interesting because a lot of like people who are socialized men are not offered that space to be witnessed and not offered the space for themselves to even witness their own feelings because it's not and that's the interesting part is that i feel like i feel like feelings i feel like feelings are almost inherently like a social (sighs) help me out here like it takes a village but right for your own emotional processing Does that make sense? Yes. Your emotional state, your emotional intelligence inherently requires other people. Well, Mm -hmm. it's learned. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions as we experience them are socially constructed. Right. They they have more internal basis, but if if you can't, learn externally how to recognize these emotions and experience these emotions yeah yeah well i think modeling is a big one in there too yeah because if you're not again we go back to that like mentoring space right where if you have never witnessed someone model how to handle your emotions how to feel your emotions how to validate your emotions 
how are you supposed to learn? Right. Because it is. It's a skill. Like, that's why we call it emotional intelligence. Because there's a lot of, like, learning that must be done in there. There's, like, some inherent intelligence. But even that, <laughs> you, you learn. We learn. We learn from oh, no, formative yeah. experience and from watching our parents and our grandparents and the people around us. Yep. As a teenager, I had a lot of um, mentors that were old ranch hands. Yeah. Like scruff dudes. I've never been to a doctor and I've lost my leg twice. Literally. <laughs> not that that would have been something that would be said. Yeah. And for, you want to talk about repressed. Like you, you don't have emotion. Right. You just do the work. Yeah. Like, and then, like, I would talk to their wives who are really, like, open and trying to, like, get their husbands to open up. Yeah. And they just, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, I, I had a lot of that. And that was that was the same time that everything was going wrong, like, yeah. with middle school and just all sorts of fun things, you know? Yeah. They're, like, the bad so thing just happened. Shut down. There's nothing to do about it. Move on. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't until, like... I would come up back up and visit that I would have talks with Lori about stuff. Right. And that's when I would start to kind of unravel and yeah. like identify what was going on. Uh -huh. But even then it wasn't much. I was, I wouldn't get deep into it. Right. Cause it was dangerous. It was scary. Yeah. Cause God forbid someone invalidate that again. Yeah. Like that it causes damage. It causes pain. And that pain lives with you and teaches you what is safe and what is not. Mm -hmm. And that, again goes back into like your risk management and your risk assessment and if you can't take the risk of feeling your own emotion how 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 right. how do and then we wonder why men are like perceived as these angry like feelingless cold people because they've never been allowed to be human beings <laughs> you know and that's really interesting to think about because like for example, Chris, again, re reached out for that help and the assistance, mm -hmm. and it essentially was the same outcome as me not reaching out and having that assistance. You know, it yeah. was like, like, okay, um, you, you, you're upset. You have problems. Okay. Go out and find a way to solve them yourself. Yeah. No one's gonna, like, no one's going to help you. Instead, like when reach, when Chris reached out for that assistance, it was like, no, you don't get to have this. You're, you're, you're a man. Like, what are you yeah. doing? You, you don't get to have the experience of the pain. Yeah. Like it's not real because yeah, you're a man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I find it, I, I just, I, I just can't, I, I, I guess I'll, something that I'll just like never understand. Not to say like there's anything wrong with you, Chris, but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like it's just interesting to me because like you and I, like we're, we're good friends. Like we've known each other for quite a bit now. Um, and it's just interesting to see, like, I can tell that you're like, like an introverted person mm -hmm. and i am a very extroverted person but i didn't reach for that help you would think that an extroverted person would be free to like speak their mind or like what's on their head like what's going on or, like their opinion about something yeah but for me it was like you know i don't want to do this because i know i'm not going to get what i need well i, think I know i'm not going to get the assistance and that i think that kind of like forced me to like I guess mature, mature very quickly, like at a young age, where it's just like, okay, you gotta handle this. You gotta be, you gotta be, you, yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like the same problem. It's just 
different reactions. Well, it's you know also what I'm saying? almost in reverse. Well, and yeah, there's a there's a big difference between socially extroverted and emotionally extroverted. Those those are two totally different constructs. You can be oh, extremely okay. extroverted and still be totally emotionally repressed. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Well, and I'm I don't know. Chris and I are very. I don't know. We're we kind of refound each other. And then we became each other's like emotional processing partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, this is my disability buddy for this thing yep. because I know I can trust you implicitly to help me process literally anything. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a freedom to unload and process and then take what I was learning back into the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for you, it can be the same. You take a little bit longer to process things, I feel like. Depends. I think I process things more out loud. Right. Like, I'm very verbal and, like... Yeah, I'm just doing that in my head, though. Yeah. And and weighing every... I have to say it out loud, because and... I'm like, I need it to be in reality. Right. No, I get that. And it's yeah. easier to process verbally for me, too. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't do it very often. Like, right. Because every time I try, it's just... There's not like much like Jen. Jen is not a, a, an out loud type person when it comes to like feeling and <laughs> so like I'll be like so I'm feeling this way about things and she's like uh huh that's <laughs> nice like, uh, right yeah <laughs> but so I do most of it internally now yeah but yeah the uh... yeah go ahead I was gonna say I was gonna touch on what you were saying it's like. I also try to process things internally as well. Yeah. Because like when I, I feel like whenever I try to communicate to somebody, communicate that aspect to somebody like, Hey, I'm upset. Oh, you don't understand like the way that I explained that I'm upset. Oh, that's weird. Now I'm pissed off because you don't understand. Yep. It's like, it's, it's like, I almost want to like, so when I'm angry, I don't want to exert that anger. Yeah. So instead of being angry, I just have a moment like or an, I'll go like an hour or two hours without saying a single word. So because like that's how much anger builds up with the things that I have to say. And it's like in my head in that moment, I'm just like, you know what? If I explain this a different way, I would actually be understood. You know, like it, like like somebody might like the person that I'm expressing these emotions to would, you know, actually might understand it but in my head i'm just like no because of anything that i say it's going to be anger or it's going to be a, like a dickhead so response it's interesting because what what that is it's not actually anger right it's not anger it's frustration at not being able to make yourself understood well anger is a surface level of yes yeah like there, there's more to anger nobody's ju- just angry right so but it's interesting because like I don't know. I think it comes down to that like trust level piece. And again, like, I don't know, maybe my brain is just super simple when it comes to these like formative lessons for me. But when I learned that I didn't have to be quiet, I was like, cool, I'm never shutting up ever again. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I just never did. And it drives my husband crazy because he's a quiet processor as well. And I'm like, please talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And he's like, 
word. And I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's unbalanced. It's like unfair because yeah. we, we get together. We just dump everything. Oh, my out. God. Constantly. But we've made like a safe space. Like you're yeah. saying, it's like we built this this area where we are allowed to do that. Right. And we needed it. Like yeah. But somewhere. that's the thing. Like you don't not every person is going to meet every need in your life. Right. So we find people who meet different needs throughout our life and we call them friends, right? Or loved ones or family members or spouses. And we're meeting different needs within that. And we meet different needs for different people. Mm -hmm. Like I have people who disappear for months and then come back and they're like, I did a really stupid thing and I need to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. But it's, it's about spreading your trust basically like being able to divvy it out in different ways but if you've been reared knowing that you can't trust people with these really emotion like vulnerable pieces of you you're repressing them Mm -hmm. and even in your interactions it feels empty yeah and then like it gets it gets to like another thing where it's not more so like the person you're talking to you kind of just get angry with yourself mm-hmm. because like i i know like for me uh man especially um like whenever i hear myself talking like about something that's like messing with me i'm just like dude just go out and fix it with like the app in your mouth and that's just me talking to myself yeah because of like the the concrete branding of like you have to know what like how to fix your problem by yourself like you can't you can't bring that problem or, or issue to somebody else. Yeah. And when you talk to them about it, it's like, like in my head, all I hear is, "Oh, what are you doing? What's wrong with you?" Like, and then like you get to that point where you just get so frustrated and angry, like about so many different things with what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, why even talk at this point? Like, you you, you kind of like physically lose your voice when you kind of like go into like I've literally gone through like an experience to where it's happened multiple times where I'll try to like, you know, I'll, I'll actively know like, Hey, you're angry. Anything you say out of your mouth is going to be either rude with an attitude or you're going to be yelling. And I can assess that. Right. But the problem is I'm so frustrated and built up about what I'm angry and frustrated with. And the problem that I have, I'm not assessing and changing the outcome of what I have to say when I'm angry. So like I could be talking to Chris about like, Oh, um you spilt water on me that made me upset because i'm wearing new shoes Mm -hmm. no it's oh fuck you chris why the fuck would you do that like why did you do that to me you spilled this on my shoes you're stupid like but that's not really what i'm trying to say you know like it's like it's like chris i really like these (laughs) shoes man it hurt my feelings you spilled the water on you know like it's but i'm so angry at the fact that i'm trying to control the anger and I don't understand why I'm talking about this because I don't see it like as like a, like a problem that other people would like want to address or care about. Right. So I see it as like, Oh, you're just wasting somebody's time, dude. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're babbling on about nothing. It's about something that nobody cares about. Like, yeah, maybe. It's so interesting because it's almost like people who are socialized men, especially in the United States are handed a list of acceptable things to display emotion about. Mm -hmm. And an unacceptable thing where you're like, it's only anger. Anger is the only response that is ever going to be acceptable. Oh, it's well, just... I think that that goes back to that validation piece. Like it, the only, the only validation for your emotion that you receive is 
oh, you're angry. Mm-hmm. That's the only validation that you're going to be able to give yourself internally. I guess. Okay. That's so, true. so I guess Randy, what my question is, if you, if it's validation that you seek, how are you supposed to ask for that when you don't know that's what you need? Well, that's the, that, that's exactly the thing is dude, when, when somebody's expressing these emotions, when somebody's, when somebody's trying to talk about these things, it's that that's where the validation piece comes in. You're not, you you don't know that you're seeking validation, especially in formative years. Like as a child, the child's not going to know that what they're seeking is validation. It's it, it's our job as mentors to be able to ex- express that and give these kids validation. Yeah, so that they can then seek that validation internally yeah mm-hmm. that's what i do with my kids like try to model the behaviors yeah. let them have feelings mm-hmm. and let them feel their feelings right. instead of correcting it right away you know yeah. like oh you're feeling this no no that's a silly problem that's a bad feeling you're not allowed to have the bad feeling right like that's i think the hardest thing sophie gets is she'll be upset and i'm like i know <laughs> you're upset yeah. you're allowed to be upset yeah. she's like but i want to be upset yeah. but you are you're like well, and like we say on the podcast, the only way through it is through it. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's what, what you're teaching your kids. And that's what we're, we're there to be the safety net for our kids mm-hmm. while they go through it yeah. and allow them to go through it, knowing that someone's going to be there underneath in case it all goes to hell. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And it, and I mean, as an adult, really, the only thing that we can do is start unlearning those practices. And I think we have all had to go through unlearning and as we get older we I'm currently unlearning yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's just such a like a complex concept oh, very that like I just don't like I lit again like the gears are turning in my head where like there's so many things and I'm just like what do I say yeah the words please <laughs> like and it's it's just like I'm just, I guess I'm just a little bit confused, honestly, because fair. like if so, like, like what you were saying, Randy, you know, if we don't know that we seek that validation. So then we, when we don't know that we want that validation, then our feelings are expressed through anger. Mm-hmm. But then how do we take that step into thinking like, like, okay, instead of anger, let me just tell you what's wrong. Like, like, I, I guess, like, how do you, or- how does somebody who's been like, like it's been branded into your head to like, oh, the only acceptable response is anger or beating somebody up to yeah. like, you know, we can actually have a civilized conversation about this instead, like like natural human beings. So like instead of fist fighting yeah. each other over who gets the last bowl of cookie crushed, you know what I mean? Like, so, like as oh, I want to get into this because I think this could make a really good second half. Okay, okay. If we go into the like how to deconstruct, how to recognize, how to pause and how to like move forward. And like relearn all these things. Yeah. But we are almost at an hour in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to take a break. <laughs> um, and then we'll come back. And I think that's a really good place to start. Sounds good to me. Yeah. There's a lot to be said in there too, I think. If everyone's yeah. still good. Yeah. Yeti, how are you on time? Do we, do we have you for more time after this? Yeah. No, you can. I, I'm on it. I'm invested. Like, Sweet. I'm genuinely Sweet. invested. Perfect. Like, I have- awesome. Like my brain is just like the gears are turning. I got questions. I got confusion. Yeah. I got things, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'm glad no, you're reaching definitely. out. Like, this 100%. is percent. This is yeah. awesome. Well, no, it's it, it's interesting because you know it's like throughout. Like, so for example, before before you know, I let you all go. Um, <laughs> you know, I so like you said, you guys have like a pretty small school. I would say, like for yeah. me, I went to a high school where there was thirteen thousand people at my high school. Yes. Yeah, and like when you would talk to a guidance counselor, it was like, oh, let's talk about your grades and how to fix them. Like, yeah. Oh no, like instead of like, you know what, what's going on with you? How's yeah. your day? How are you doing? And it's like I think it cr- creates like a certain impact where like certain mentors just like drill it into your brain that like okay, here's your problem, here's how to fix it. Instead of let's talk about it, you know what I mean? Right. And that's just like it's very makes me ponder a lot of things because it's just like very confusing and right. complex. Well, and it's disappointing to like grow up and be like, wow, everyone failed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think we'll get into the relearning and unlearning after the break. Um, Yeti, do you know what they need to do to go on break? No, I don't know what they need to do. I'm sorry. I I only have the intro memorized. I'm sorry. Well, step one, hydrate or dihydrate? Mm, Oh, water. Okay. Very good idea because my mouth is very dry. There you go. Randy, what else? Uh, take your meds. Yep. Good job. Have a snack because you, you are, are a snack. snack. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, find some sunlight or something cozy. Yep. Do something nice for yourself. I want to tell you to touch grass, but it's not that sentiment. It's it's a go go find a nature. Yeah. Go look at a painting. I don't know. <laughs> Do a peaceful self-care. Do yes. anything but what you're doing right now. Yeah. And take a break if you're in the middle of something that exactly. you need to take a break from. Fact. Exactly. And be kind to yourself. And we'll be right back. Bye. Bye. Oh, hi. Do you like Fantastic Pains? Would you like to see more of the Fantastic Pains podcasting crew? If so, you should join our Patreon. The Patreon, as we like to call it, is the new home of our behind-the-scenes content, full uncut recording sessions, our short-form videos such as TikToks and YouTube Shorts, and our past live streams. You can also find some Patreon-exclusive content such as our new music reviews, lost episodes, and is the new home of our mini voices series, all of which can be found in our higher tier, dubbed The Only Pains. The Patreon is the best way to support the podcast, so whether you want to see more of us or just want to help us grow, feel free to sign up following the link in the description below, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back. How was your break? Ours was pretty good. Did you do the things? Hopefully. Some of them. One of them. You deserve to do the things. Yeah. You're important and stuff. So there. (laughs) So, real quick (laughs) aside... Remember last week when ye- we yelled at me to get my meds? Yeah. And pointed. Oh my God, did it work? It worked. Oh, that's amazing. It literally, they, we were both pointing right yeah. at where we my were meds like, were. Get, just take. On the desk. It was fantastic. So if you are Chris in the future and you also still need to take your meds, it's on that side. Take if meds. you want to point the right way, it's right there. Right there. Right there. Point. Just take them. Right, 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 right there. Yeah. Get it. Get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right so for this half we're really excited actually this will be good we're going to be talking about unlearning and relearning 
So breaking some of those like social stigmas and the roles that you're forced into mm-hmm. via socialization and relearning how to feel your feelings appropriately and how to like respond to them without um, narrative and judgment, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. Yeah. Sweet. So Yeti, you said you had lots of questions. I want to hear some of these questions. Okay. So briefly before we had left, um, Randy had, well, we discussed previously, Randy had touched on the fact that we don't really come to the understanding that we need validation rather than just a solution to our problem. Right. Like the solution to our problem is that validation. Mm -hmm. But when you're so misconstrued with the anger that builds up and not being able to be understood or like heard, I guess. Yeah. How do you then come to the conclusion that like, Hey, maybe if I just explained what's wrong with me better, then I would be understood and given that validation or like, maybe, you know, I wouldn't be so angry if I felt understood, but you're so like, what's the word I'm looking for over, I guess you're like overwhelmed or like you're completely captivated by the anger and the frustration you're feeling by not feeling like by not feeling that you're being heard or understood it's like where do you like well like what would be like a good first step into like thinking like okay let me just instead of being angry let me assess that i'm angry calm down for a second and then readdress how much like what my problem is or like readdress that i might need that validation instead of a solution to my problem so I know for you and I, Randy, like the big one was understanding how we both best communicate. Um, And we found that you communicate better through writing. Yeah. And so sometimes it was a matter of like, he would be angry and just like you were saying, not want to say anything to me. Like he would shut me out basically because he was afraid if he said something, it would come out in anger. Right. So usually what I got was like, why are you ignoring me? Why are you not talking to me? And it was like, because I don't want to say something stupid because I'm mad. Smart. Then we kind of came to the conclusion that, why are you laughing? I did. (laughs) Because I'm on it? Yep. (laughs) Okay. Came to the conclusion that you best communicate through writing. And you kind of always have. Like, when you write papers, it's beautiful. When you write emails, it's beautiful. You are really articulate in writing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes and i had to kind of find the life hack here i would text you and be like what's going on or you would text me after you had had some time to kind of sort out what was going on and then i could get it in a text read it consider it and then we could come back together yeah so communication style is a really big one but i think it's also understanding like how you process information yeah because you've got to do what you've got to do to process it before you can even come to the conclusion that your anger has something underneath. So unless you've been like practicing that skill for a long time and you can be like, I'm really angry. Wow. I wonder what's under that. It's, it is hard to do in the moment. Well, and I think that a lot of that comes externally. Like when we, it, it's hard to recognize that internally all the time. Yeah. But like if we take our kids for an example, like being able to see through that anger, yeah. like going, going Q-tip, quit taking yes. it personally. <laughs> uh, 
it, being able to see, uh, okay, there's anger here, but that's the surface level. What's, mm -hmm. what's beyond the anger. I, I think that that's, that's big with our kids at the very least, but yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did it the other day when we had that meltdown with the, the doctor. Oh yeah. I took that whole day to process everything right. that I was feeling. Cause I was upset. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was, I was every, every color of upset you could say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I had to process my way through all that. And I, and I did it pretty, pretty well considering. Right. But you just have to take the time to actually do the processing. Yeah. Um, and that can be hard when you want to like distract. Oh yeah. So oh, when yeah. you come up against an emotion that you're like, this is gross and I don't like feeling it. Um, I'm going to opt out. <laughs> I'm going to do something else. Um, and that's when it's like, are you, are, are you putting it away or are you processing? Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of like self analyzation. And I think the most beneficial analyzation comes at points of calm when you can start practicing skills in like a controlled setting, a controlled yeah. way. Um, before you start implementing them into heated, like brain flippy on situations. That's the same as any skill. Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to practice it in low stakes settings. Yeah. Low stakes. That's a good way to put it. Sorry. Brain. No. Like, no brain. Like I noticed that when I'm at, when I'm ever having like a discussion or a dispute with somebody. Yeah. When you're angry, you just are thinking of like, like, okay. What am I going to say that's going to either make them stop talking or like make them upset mm. instead of what can I say to them, help them understand what I'm thinking, or like what I'm going through. So that way they're just, they have that like aha moment, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, it's cause like, for example, um, whenever I get extremely frustrated to the point where like, I feel there's like no return, yeah. like I, just go completely inaudible. Like, I just don't have, like, at, at least not yet, the ability to where, like, get to that certain point where it's like someone literally took the vocal cords, the cords from my body and just threw them out the window. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, now express yourself. Yeah. But then you start freaking out and, like, you start getting overwhelmed and then you get anxious and then you get stressed out because you're anxious and then you're anxious because you can't explain yourself or because you're angry and then you yeah. get angry because you can't explain yourself. It's like, mm. how do you, how do you like address to somebody that you need that time without, I guess, exploding on them. It's like, it's like, Hey, I need a moment. And instead for me, it's like, fuck off, stop talking. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, I've it's seen like, you get there I, like, one time before. Yeah. Just shut yeah. down because it was just too much was going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it get, it get like, it's to the point where it's like, how do I just like say, Hey, Chris, no, I love you, man. But just, you know, give me a, give me a second to breathe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it, it that was easy for me to say because I'm not, you know, overwhelmed. Right. Like when I get to that moment and we're like in a heated dispute, it's like, uh, like someone like someone literally glued my lips together and yeah. I cannot get the word out. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to take like a step from there to, to gonna, addressing the fact that I need a moment. I'm going to look to Randy on this one because you kind of function the same way or did prior to kind of opening 
up that conversation about emotion as a whole. Well, it, it comes back to that practicing the skills in lower stake situations. Yeah. You have to get to the point where you can recognize when you're in that dysregulated place and be able to express that without it coming out as something destructive. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like, what's an example of a low stakes way to practice that? Recognizing some of the lower stakes emotions, like being able to say, going into a conversation like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a little pissed off about this or even in the more positive emotions, mm -hmm. like I, it, coming into something I, I i'm really excited about this mm -hmm. right being Pointing able to when, recognize like, the emotions and be able to being able to express how those emotions are impacting what's being externalized yeah, yeah. well and i think within like spousal relationships we created rules mm -hmm. and like these are the rules of combat <laughs> these are the the code of engagement here um and so we established like a safe place where we can talk Right. We established the rules of the conversation and we created almost a script within it so that there was always like a bailout opportunity for one or both of us. Um, so that if we were finding ourselves really overwhelmed within the conversation and we weren't going to be able to continue abiding by the rules of engagement, we were able to be like, OK, I need to put a pause on this conversation and come back to it when I feel a little less dysregulated right now like yeah i'm not in a place where i can continue this conversation um but i think finding low stakes opportunities you could even do it with like teeny tiny itty bitty things just to practice like, oh yeah like hey you ate when you're the annoyed. last yeah. yeah you ate the last pop tart and i was really hoping to have that tonight and i'm a little bit bummed that that happened it's that thing that we do all the time now where it's like yeah when we have like a pain or something, we state right. it. Yes. So it's like acknowledging it. You got to acknowledge that you're feeling right. away. Right. Like I call it, get it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> because for me, I'm like, I can't keep it inside of me because then it turns into the pressure that builds and builds and builds and builds and turns mm -hmm. into anger and frustration and destructive energy. And so that's what I mean when I say I never shut up. Exactly. As soon as I realized I could communicate where I was at in the world, I literally never shut up. My poor in-laws had to deal with me being the one who was shut down or angry or taking people's heads off or whatever. And they couldn't ever pinpoint like what was going on, what was setting me off. Right. And so now I've learned through those conversations and those experiences of having a safe landing um, with them that I could just be like, I am in a lot of pain. And then suddenly I wasn't angry about it. Right. I could just say it. And that was like, people would be like, cool. I now know where you stand in the universe. <laughs> so no there joke. were no surprises anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's an interesting way to think about it and like take it and use it to yeah. apply it. Um, I guess previously before you get into those mm -hmm. high use your brain situations right well and i think that it, it's also helpful to be able to practice it externally too not just saying like i'm coming into this conversation feeling this way but trying to understand when 
somebody else is dysregulated, where, where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, kind of helping, hel helping externally to be that regulating force. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really good one. Yeah. Okay. So I guess another another question I would have on the, on that subject would be, so obviously to touch base again on what you're we speaking about previously, like how Chris would like reach out for that like assistance, mm -hmm. but he wouldn't get it. Mm -hmm. How do you get and come to a point where you can tell those people that just don't get it to like you know like okay I need a minute before I start screaming and ripping your head off, <laughs> you know like. Like, like, okay, yeah, I know you're not going to help me, so I'm going to help myself in this situation, yeah. and I'm going – but, like, sometimes, like, I feel like you can't do that with people who don't get it because, like, it's, like – it could be, like, your own family members, for instance, that just, like, don't understand, like, oh, what, what's a mental issue? I don't have those. Right. When they, you know, I mean, everybody's got something in there, you know, like, yeah. it just ticks them off, but they don't notice it or, like, address it or, like, you know, so, like, how would you – I guess – how would you handle that situation? Like what? I think, I think for me at least, it comes down to setting and maintaining strong boundaries. Yeah. To be able to okay. say, I need to step away for a minute, and whether they like it or not, they're, they're going to step gonna, away for a minute. <laughs> yeah. They're going to respect that boundary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's for their own good, but I, I think that that's what it really comes down to for me at least. Yeah. No, I think that's where I started. Yeah. Because I would excuse myself from situations that would upset me. Like, right. I don't need to be upset right now. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's the other part is like understanding where to spend your energy mm -hmm. and where not to spend your energy. Because you could spend years spinning your wheels trying to get people who can't understand or won't understand to understand. And they can't and they won't or they can't and they won't and they can't and they won't. And then we are frustrated and misunderstood and it becomes this like resentful situation so I think understanding what information goes where mm -hmm. in a way. So, I mean, you can still be honest with them, but usually in those situations, they get like a preamble. Mm, <laughs> it's like yeah. a very shortened, um, condensed summary of information mm -hmm. with the important like I feel part in there. And then for me, at least, because people are people's response to me never shutting up is usually like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And usually it's like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It just sucks. Yeah. And then we let it just suck. But I don't know. That's a very interesting way to think about that. I don't know. Like, and I tell this to people all the time, being chronically ill gave us a different lens as far as energy expenditure. Oh, yeah. Because we had to decide what was worth those spoons and if we were dedicating spoons to the wrong things we were out of energy and out of emotional energy and unhappy because we weren't being fulfilled and and anger takes a lot of energy anger takes so much energy god dang <laughs> so it was a lot of like it's also i think a practice in empathy yeah right like understanding where that person is coming from as well mm -hmm. and being like you can't understand because your circumstances are different from mine. Because the thing that we've learned is that it's not that people don't want to understand necessarily, but if they haven't been through what you've been through or something close, they can't because they cannot conceptualize it. It's not in their schema. It's not in their blueprint of the world around them. 
it's a completely foreign idea that holds an unknown amount of weight. Mm -hmm. And how are you supposed to tell them the correct amount of weight and make them understand? Well, it's like trying to have someone understand like a mental illness yeah. without ever having one. Right. Like, like, oh, just be happy. Go out in the sunlight more. Yeah, I'm bipolar. You should drink more tea. Just calm down. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you thought about maybe that you're being unreasonable? Yes, I have <laughs> all the time. I hate it. <laughs> like, no, that's just how my brain works. God. Like, oh, you're depressed. Maybe you should stop taking all those medications. Oh, that's what'll fix me. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Ugh. Ugh. Try CBD oil. <laughs> Apply to your eyeballs. <laughs> Apply directly to the forehead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Essential oils will fix everything. Sorry, I don't know why it has that voice, but it definitely does. It does now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, understanding like other people's capability to meet you where you're at. Yeah. And sometimes their incapability to meet you where you're at. 100%. And then it's not yeah. like a choice they're making. Right. They just can't. They can't. Yeah. And so we have to be patient with the can't. I know for like, a while. I'm going to teach a dog to sing in Italian. I had a lot of resentment for people who didn't understand how I felt yes. all the time. Because I would spend all this time trying to help them and understanding where they're at. But right. it was never like reciprocated. Yep. Because they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And it, oh man, there was a lot of anger attached to that. Yeah. Like realizing that all of the empathy you put out into the world is not going to be returned to you. Mm -hmm. And may never be returned to you. Yeah. And that is defeating and sad <laughs> yeah no i've been trying to teach sophie that like she's had that problem her whole life she'll invest mm -hmm. all her time into a person right and they won't even acknowledge her mm -hmm. and it hurts and i'm like yeah that's gonna happen though or you wind up being used yeah a lot and that's not a good place to be in either mm -mm. yeah sorry that was somber <laughs> and sometimes people just suck they yeah do, and that's okay we just let them suck yeah and there's a lesson to be learned there. Like, yeah. Where are you allowing your resources to be taken? Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, too, because, like, if everyone's taking a bite out of you. Yeah. Why? Why are you allowing that? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of armor in different ways and trying to understand that not everybody is capable of understanding the things that we wish they could. Yeah. Some of it for me, too, was having the self-worth to, like, stand up for myself in situations. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't That's think I was worth one. it for a long time. That's a really hard one. Until more recently, you know. Yeah. And then and then it's easier for me to be like, oh, no, I need boundaries. Like, I can't let people just walk all over me and use me. Right. Well, and that's that, like, when you turn your self-protection, like, self-protective measures to work for you yeah. instead of in like a fearful way you're going like these are the things I'm defending against mm -hmm. and it's purposeful and like like you were saying uh, Randy with having really clear and immovable boundaries like if those are your boundaries those are your boundaries and no one gets to tell you that your boundaries are wrong that's not how that works <laughs> you're doing it wrong you're like we're not in a property dispute you've Go locked me down. out of your life and i don't approve <laughs> wrong <laughs> that's a shame i'm so sorry you feel that way yeah i'm gonna go do me stuff now <laughs> but yeah i don't know what are your thoughts yeti um i think that it's a really good way of viewing it um as opposed to like you know just 
ignoring the fact that there there is a way like to do it yeah. instead of thinking like oh there's no out for me there's no solution i'm right. just gonna have to suck it up ball it up put it into a balloon until it bursts and i scream at somebody mm-hmm. you could take those you know it, it's it's a process every yeah. day you take a step every day you take like a step further or you need a second or like you get you get you're able to like for example um randy expresses expresses through writing um maybe i can just you know take an extra step and it's like trying to get out at least one or two words when i get in those like inaudible moments and like taking those steps to then you know form a communicational rather than like anger and debate type of situation oh sorry i wrote it down because i was like i want to remember this um we've also done in the past like creating a code word yeah so that if you can't talk to me because at, we we had these discussions in times of more calm where it was lower stakes right we would sit down and be like okay so i've noticed that when we are in an intense argument you tend to shut down how can we prevent that what causes the shutdown um and how can i avoid triggering you into shutting down but still allowing you to talk to me um and so for us it was like creating a code a code word Hmm. so that he wouldn't have to say very much it would have to do like one or two words just be like and we're done now yeah (laughs) okay walk away from the situation for a little while and we'll reapproach it later Take, take, take a lap, go, you know, touch some grass. <laughs> right. <laughs> and regroup, regroup with a calmer state of mind. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's something that I've tried before in the past. And I think it does help because like, for lack of a better example, um, when you play video games and you're stressed out and you got all your teammates yelling at you, um, it, you kind of get like, oh, fuck this. I'm done. Okay, we can die and like not do it. Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, Hold on, let, me just, let me just calm down, relax, play some music. Let's all have some fun. And then we end up doing it just fine. Right. Yeah. So it kind of, it's, it's like, it's, just, it's a similar concept. Yeah. Well, and you're really good at that too. Like I've been, we've been in raids where people have started getting heated and you're able to like calm it down. Which is yeah. the like perfect like timing. Yeah. Yeah. He'll say yeah. just one thing at the perfect time and everyone will laugh and then you move forward. We'll all go back to loving, yeah, we'll all go back to loving each other and then yeah. we'll get it done. And then we'll nice. you know yes. Yeah, so. yeah, break the tension. Yeah. 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 There's a but yeah, like I said, it takes a lot of purposeful, intentional communication mm-hmm. like outside of moments of stress. Because if you're like this is where I'm feeling misunderstood or this is where I don't have a need met. We need to talk about that. Like, can I talk to you about a thing? Cause I'm feeling away. Um, and even though like, I know I can't process a whole lot with you. Um, like when I need to like go, 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 go in my speech. Cause it overwhelms him and it makes him crazy when I just talk at him. Um, <laughs> I can walk into the room and be like, I have had a day and I need an affection now, please. And I will get my hug and then I will do my thing. <laughs> like, But being intentional about like, I need a need met. Yeah. I have a need and I need it met. And can can we do that for me? Yeah, absolutely. I do that with Jen all the time. Yeah. Like, come, yeah. come Very... cuddle me because I'm sad. She'll come home. I'm just understanding like, nobody's a mind reader yeah exactly like she'll come home she'll she'll have on her on her brain Mm -hmm. to talk to friends and write and then play games 
like at no point does it occur to her that it, like she's totally ignored my presence <laughs> when she walks into the room so I, I sometimes i have to go can i have a hug and she goes oh oh yeah <laughs> and i'm like yep yeah and i'm good right it's just funny because like you know well she, and- she's in another wavelength yes especially when she gets off work yeah well, and the more you communicate, the more you realize that, like, when people slight us mm-hmm. or we feel slighted by people, usually it's not their intent at all. And we tend to put a lot of intention into other people's behaviors yeah. and make it about us. And we forget that, like, they are living just as complex lives as we are. And usually if something's going on, like, at least with our kids, this is the big one. And Randy mentioned it earlier. Q-tip is my favorite term in education. Quit taking it personally. Yep. Because when adults and kids get into it, the adults get like really. And I'm like, you are arguing with a child. Also, did you know that kid's grandma passed yesterday? Like, it's not about you, bro. Yeah. They really like to Sit make it down. about themselves, though. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. I'm They're like, so good at no, it. No, <laughs> like, you don't need the last word. Be anytime, quiet. Anytime you talk about something, oh. there's always one adult get, that gets involved that doesn't understand. Yeah, it's not I'm about like, them. Could you shush your face, please? Like, yeah. Well, that kid called me a bad word. And I'm like, okay. And? <laughs> Are you going to die? <laughs> no. Okay. Shush. Yeah. Just shush. It's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that would be very beneficial to a lot of people. Yeah, it's the well, you're not. It's just, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. I was just gonna say that it would be very beneficial to a lot of people, but again, it's having that emotional intelligence to address the fact that you're not angry, you're upset or frustrated about something else, but you're expressing it through anger. Right. And like, I feel like, like, like everyone says, the first step is addressing the problem and then, or not the problem, but the issue. And then, um, you know, taking the steps to better solve or talk about that issue. Well, sometimes the the first step is, so you've recognized that there's an issue, which like you, you talk about your emotions, emotional intelligence. Oh, is there knocking? Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. Um, but I think you have a fairly high emotional intelligence to be asking all the questions that you're already asking. Oh, absolutely. Most people don't ask. Well, that's good. That's reassuring. I appreciate that. Yeah, no. And I mean, I always figured you did too, because I remember there was a time you were dealing with a loss and you were worried that you weren't responding appropriately. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And I was like, there's no, no right or wrong in, in processing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like you're asking questions that most people don't consider. Right. So I think it's there. I think it's just a matter of like exploring it and developing it. And the thing I was going to say is that sometimes the first step is acting in retrospect. Yeah. So you're not going to go from blowing up to not blowing up overnight. But sometimes it's blow up immediately recognize what happened or recognize what happened in general Mm -hmm. and then coming back to it and being like look yeah i'm sorry i blew up that was uncalled for um this is what i'm dealing with it's not an excuse but an explanation and i'm apologizing for what went down this is how i'm really feeling and i'm struggling with 
being regulated about I do that it. all the time. Yeah. Especially with the kids. Because they can yeah. they can take you from zero to 100 real quick. Right. So there's a lot of snap reactions and that you're like, oh, that wasn't that was right. You're was like, that? oh, that was not not called for. Right. I'm, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> or like when I take my husband's head off on accident and then I'm like, oh, that was mean. We should not have done that. Yeah, no. Bad idea. Ooh, mistake was made. So, I mean, sometimes it's recognizing it in retrospect because that's where you start to apply it. That's where we started with like self-talk. Yeah. Was recognizing it and going, ooh, that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't well, mean it didn't happen. Calling it out for each other too. Yeah. Was was a big one. I right. think it helped. Yeah. So maybe you could figure out something like that with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know, like start a, a communicating line. Have her be like, yeah. hey. <laughs> and you'd be like, what? You're doing the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either that or like when I'm talking to my family members or like somebody who just doesn't understand. Yeah. Have the, you know, the self-confidence to be like, you know what? I need a minute. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, need, I need a moment. Give me a minute. It's funny how it works. Like family can, again, like take us from zero to 100 real fast. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you're like especially if there's any childhood wounds there where you're like, ah, oh, that felt like a thing that I remember. And now I'm five again. And here's my five year old temper tantrum reaction. Those are my favorite. When they you relive trauma you that you out. forgot yeah. you had. <laughs> and then they're like, see, you're crazy. And we always knew it. And you're like, I am going to lose it again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, emotional intelligence isn't always like, I know what to do and when to do it. A lot of the time it's like, I am able to self-analyze my own behavior and my own thinking. Yep. But then also don't get stuck in the trap of um, <laughs> um, not feeling your emotions, but oh, instead yeah. intellectualizing them. Yeah. That's what I, you're always worried about. I'm bad at that. She's like, thinking her feelings away. Yeah. But now I've realized I can just, I can feel it and then I can analyze it. Yeah. Feel first, analyze later. Stop that. What? It happened. I got a zappy feeling. Sorry. It hurts. <laughs> I need to ice my face later. Tooth chunk. Mm -hmm. No, actually, just look, I got this for you. I know. I use it. It's just super messy right now. I put it on my face. Because I'm a monster. <laughs> Sponsored by Apothecana. Not actually, but that would be cool. Apothecana, give us a call. Reach out. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking, husband? <laughs> I was just laughing. He's like, you people are dumb. Fact. <laughs> Crazy, not dumb. Mm. Fair. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> Hungry like a wolf? Yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I'm honestly very lost. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> it's just <laughs> randomized sibling chatter. Yep. <clears throat> You're fading though. Oh, yeah, no. So I think I'm starting to melt. It's time to call it. But this was super super cool and I'm really glad that you A gave us the topic and B were able to stay on and be on the show and that Randy you were able to take place take place take part you happened did you I know did. that it took place <laughs> you took, took place. place absolutely yeah. yeah no i think it was 
very beneficial and very very good topic of discussion most definitely oh yeah um and uh like i said i i always got questions or like different topics that are interesting to talk about like i know there's another topic of discussion that we can discuss and dive deep into and talk yes. for hours on but mm-hmm. we're gonna save that for a different episode Woo-hoo! yeah Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he must have yelled because it got really quiet really fast on that end yeah. No, I very much did yell. <laughs> I love it. I think I, I, I yelled too loud for my mic to handle it. So. <laughs> the mic was just like, nah. no, yep. we're going to not do that. Poor yes. guy didn't even see it coming, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it just died. Yeah. Oops. But yeah. So, really cool one. Super glad we were able to do it. Super glad you yeah. guys were able to join us because that was awesome. Most definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to being in a different episode. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> He's back again from the woods. From the woods. From the woods. From the backwoods. <laughs> the backwoods? The backwoods. It's like the back rooms, but different. Yeah, it's more Yetier. Back rooms. It's cut Yetis. Woods. And there it is. Wonderful. My day is complete. I, was I can say, sleep we well. We can end it now. That's perfect. <laughs> all right, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you got something out of this. I know all of us did. Mm-hmm. That was a really just fun, interesting conversation. I'm glad we could chat it through. That was awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. Check out the Patreon yeah it's new and i'm excited so go if you want full episodes go there if you want to watch shorts go there yep we even have a compilation of live streams and our mini voices series yes all ready to go yeah right there for you it's there you asked for it we delivered i'm scared and in the future there's going to be custom content we're making for patreon so yes it's worth joining up here pretty soon Mm -hmm. it'll be awesome All right, lovely people. It has been a pleasure. Thanks again, everybody. And as always, yes, and as always, be kind to you, be kind to others, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right. (laughs) I was like, are you going to say bye? He said, all right. That's good enough. Critique his leaving. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to enjoy his leaving. That was weird and gross, and I hated it. Hate to see you go, but love love to watch you leave. leave. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That was good. That was really good. I'm very happy. I'm very, very very tired now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, now my brain is nappy, nappy. Nappy, nappy is a good... Ready to stop recording. Words. Words. Three, two, one.